לקח לי קצת זמן להגיד, אני אוהבת, אני אוהבת אותך. J-Air 88-FM If you will it, it is no dream, were the famous words of Theodore Herzl. Continue the legacy of the founders and leaders of Israel by leaving a bequest or an endowment fund for the people of Israel through the United Israel Appeal. For more information, contact UIA on 9272-5533. Listen to the Israel Connection on JA Community Radio in Melbourne, Australia, every Wednesday from 4 till 5 p.m., repeated Fridays from 1 to 2 p.m. My name is David Schulberg, and for the past seven years, I have been bringing you a probing weekly radio program that provides analysis and insight with important interviews and discussion about Israel. Welcome and a big hello to J-Air listeners in Melbourne. We are live from London. Every Sunday morning with the London Beat. Warren Wills presenting for you the London Beat. Chat and arts all coming to you live from London. London Beat. I'm Lily Steiner and I would love you to become a member of J-Air. Love that you're listening, but join up and encourage your friends to join too. It's only $54 a year and it helps us keep the station on the air. You can join on our website, www.j-air.com.au. You are listening to J-Air, 88FM. You are tuned into the Habo radio station everyone loves. J-A-T-H-F-M. On air 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. And online at j-air.com.au. Greetings, greetings, dear listeners. Good morning. It is um, 9am in Melbourne, London Beat, broadcaster Warren Wills. Producer J.B. Jordan Brown in Gillingham in Kent. And I will soon be headed off that way. Uh, the next couple of shows, a couple of weeks, will be coming from uh, London. Uh, and, uh, yes, really looking forward to cramming, God knows how many months worth of um, activity into a short window. But uh, JB, doing the heavy lifting over there in Gillingham, Kent, for this week's production on 88FM, uh, J-Air. And certainly we're going to try and cram an awful lot into this week's production as well. Uh, a huge call-out, doing our bit um, 
with relations with the Atongji Alumni, Shanghai University, of which there is a very large component here in Melbourne. And um, certainly what can't be achieved, I guess you could say, at a, a diplomatic and political level with China currently at the moment, since the world is sort of hanging in the most precarious possible position, both politically, in terms of war, in terms of conflict, in terms of civil war, and of course the planet Tisha on the edge with the most appalling earthquakes, tsunamis, floods, bushfires, you name it, we have it. <clears throat> what a cocktail for um, a 2023. We can only hope as we enter the Jewish New Year and a Happy New Year to everyone, Shana Tova, uh, that indeed uh, the next year is far more peaceful, far less dramatic. I doubt it. <clears throat> but yes, we live in hope and we certainly keep the faith. But we will be... Um, talking a lot about a fantastic story which is going to be part, forming part of our program with the Young World Choir, which is happening in November and this is also of course with the 85th anniversary of Kristallnacht and as you are well aware uh, we have bounded the, um, the soapbox many times over as one does in Hyde Park around uh, the extraordinary tale of the a magnificent man himself Mr William Cooper in the Aboriginal Advancement League but we have a new name to add to that and I'll be talking a little bit more in detail about our relationship with the Chinese uh, folk who uh, work uh, tirelessly and are part of the alumni Shanghai called Tongji. We also, I was introduced another hero, an unlikely hero, when we talk about righteous Gentiles and their involvement in all kinds of activities in terms of liberation of oppressed, persecuted, etc. Jews uh, uh, during the Second World War. Uh, we have an Iranian, a Persian offering, which I'm certainly looking forward to. Uh, now, there's so much stuff going on. I find it fascinating as a coincidence. England happened to play Ukraine, which seems very topical uh, for so many reasons. I, in a World Cup qualifier, it um, finished as a draw which you could argue is a, um, a certainly a, uh, an appropriate, an apt result, I guess. Uh, they followed this hard on the heels with a uh, bout against the old enemy, A-U-L-D enemy Scotland, and they gave him a right a trouncing. While we talk about that, and I have gone on about this, this of course, we are very well aware that the, we had the most extraordinarily wonderful, really fantastically attended, supported and executed by Australia and New Zealand when they presented the Women's World Cup football here. Um, the way it was uh, shockingly... Uh, upstaged and overshadowed by such just dreadful misogynistic uh, behaviour that one takes uh, for granted, which happened in Spain. It all rumbles on. The various figures have, in fact, resigned. They've been sacked. <coughs> there are rumblings about the thing moving into court, one thing and the other. However, I still maintain, both in terms of the presentation of the event itself here in Australia and the incident which really put a, a, a you know a focus and a spotlight on women's rights in a year where as I, I've mentioned many times before the erosion of them uh, whether it be in the US whether it be in Afghanistan whether it be in Iran has been so utterly uh, disturbing and unsettling uh, that this is not a bad thing to uh, uh, you know, to, to to highlight the whole business with the, the me now, if, if that's the right thing, but certainly in terms of equality, that Billie Jean King, it was great to see Billie Jean King and the focus that is going on her and her incredible work for equality uh, at the US Open. Congratulations to uh, that man, that Serbian man, who seems to just, uh, he, he, he can't stop winning. He can't take a vaccine, but he certainly can't stop winning as he won. Congratulations to Mr. Novak Djokovic for the US Open victory. And, of course, to the young 19-year-old teenager, sensational stuff from uh, Coco Goff, who has an enormous future ahead of her. I must tell you, on a uh, slightly less promising story, um, the, uh, the incredible, enigmatic, 
and not getting any younger, Oxjerry, Mr. Ilav Al Madfai, was booked to appear, would you believe, in the West Bank, in Israel, stroke, Palestine, whatever you want to call it, uh, to an Arab audience, and he is the beloved, beleaguered, uh, elderly statesman, the Frank Sinatra of the Middle East, if you want. And, um, and I then got a call from a friend who we met through Project Rosanna, Huda, who um, uh, amazing diplomat woman, sensitive, compassionate from a large family, and clearly has a lot of skill presenting the case for peace for the Palestinian cause. Now, I don't want to get into politics, and this is not a political story. And what had happened is she contacted me. She's very, very excited on what's up to say uh, how excited they were that Ilham Mudfa will be doing his first uh, concert over... Uh, you know, in the West Bank. And was I going to be part of it? Because uh, I played with them a lot and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, this is me, Warren Wills, talking about, yes, who's been to, God knows where, Beirut and uh, Amman and Baghdad and Riyadh and all the rest of it. And we had a time when I was in Amman with Ilham and we were booked to play at the Jerusalem Peace Festival, but we were banned from entering the country because we were coming from Jordan. Anyway, she then, within 24 hours, I was so excited by uh, this news. Uh, within 24 hours, she said, I'm really sorry, but the Israeli government has uh, not granted him a visa. He won't be coming. And then she was even more frustrated, saying, uh, it's so terrible that we expected so much. We were so looking forward to it. We were snatched away and take it anyway. But I don't need to tell you that, uh, about the problems there, but I'm not making a political statement here. But what I am saying... <coughs> <coughs> it's when musicians are now being targeted. Um, it really doesn't matter by whom. In this case, it happens to be the Israeli uh, government. It can be any government. Uh, it really is it's a great thing because we do like to think that music indeed transcends politics and transcends all the various strife and vices that go on in the world. So that was majorly, majorly disappointing. Leaping along here, it was great to hear Felix Mendelssohn, the violin concerto, which I haven't heard for so long. da 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 Friday morning, MSO, at Hamer Hall. How good is that? Being absolutely, I'll tell you, my brain is being drummed into numbness and submission by the outstanding, the Rachmaninoff, our third piano concerto, uh, which always gets an outing now by any virtuoso pianist at the proms, which have sadly come to an end. Yes, the, the great proms at the uh, Royal Albert Hall was the last night at the proms, and for those who don't know it, it is, yes, I appreciate it's a jingoistic and very patriotic kind of display of quintessentially Englishness and the uh, supremacy of Englishness, which is so much quirkier and I'm not going to say more pleasant way because it, it, clearly there are unpleasantries about it but the last night at the proms it is quite funny um, and as I say quite eccentric when you see um, the whole thing that goes on with lands of hope and glory and Jerusalem and other Elgar well-loved, well-worn favourites um, it was great to be at St Kilda Town Hall on Sunday there was a multi-racial, multi-faith event that went on last week. Uh, it was great to be part of it with the Young World Choir. Uh, we had indigenous offerings, we had art gallery, but you know what, I've got to tell you, a quite unexpected highlight. We had an international uh, food display. It was a multinational board. It was absolutely sumptuous banquet. All different uh, denominations from Middle East to Greek, etc, etc. It was fantastic. But hats off to the Young World Choir who handled themselves with great aplomb. It was great to be to kill the town hall part of what was a very, very lovely event. I don't need to remind you, of course, that um, uh, Jewish high holidays now are well upon us. Uh, it's 5,700 and something. I'm sure a more authoritarian voice will give you the correct year. Uh, lots of honey, lots of cake, lots of offerings. Yes, I need a diet anyway, that's for sure.
But uh, yes, so Shana Tovan, Happy New Year to all of our listeners. And thanks to J.B. Jordan Brown. Thanks to J.F. John Founder, who's still doing mercurial and significant stuff on the peace front uh, with what's happening in Ukraine. Oh, it is heartbreaking. I mean, so many things have gone on that are just heartbreaking this year. And uh, needless to say, look at what's happened in Greece. Look at what's happened in Madrid. Look at what's happened in Marrakech. Look at what's happened in Libya. My God, uh, the vengeance, the revenge of the planet. It seems to be happening so fast that it's so heartbreaking. Now, I noticed this time last year I was fully immersed in all things a Kazakh and seemed to be uh, making my way to the Burabai Festival in Astana, in Kazakhstan, northern Kazakhstan near the Russian border, which uh, you will hear about uh, in the next week or so. But it's funny how the zeitgeist of things remains and... Um, we have at the London Coliseum, in terms of what's on, there is a massive opera from Mongolia, the Mongol Khan. If anyone is in London, it looks sumptuous and staggering in terms of its size. We are all getting very familiar with the story of Chinggis Khan. I highly recommend it to those who want to go and see it. Uh, so yes, lots going on and want to get cover a lot of ground uh, on this particular show. Now... Composer extraordinaire J.B. Jordan Brown, the man, has a prodigious, there is no end to this man's excruciating talent on so many profound and glorious levels. So the first musical offering we're going to hear, and the second musical offering that we're going to hear today, it's over to you, J.B. Jordan Brown, two original compositions from our producer over in Julian in Kent, the man is a marvel. Okay, you are, of course, listening to this week's edition of The London Beat.
And a huge warm welcome back to all of our listeners for this week's edition of the London Beat. It's Warren Wills here on 88FM Air. A huge call out to our very dear collaborative friends who are over at Tongji. And we're talking here about a collaboration that is to do with the Chinese Schindler. It's a little known story. And when I say it's a little known story, it's a gem of a story. In the same way the William Cooper story that forever consolidates this magnificent relationship between the indigenous Aboriginals here in Australia uh, and the persecuted Jews in Germany, in Oxford in particular, the time during Kristallnacht, November the 9th, 10th, and 1938. Here is the story of Dr. Ho Feng Sham, the Chinese Schindler. Before I even say that, first of all, I've got to doff my cap and offer a huge amount of gratitude uh, to Margot and her team at IOFC, which is the International uh, Initiatives for Change. And that's over at Amar, where we do our rehearsals. This is with the Young World Choir, and as we prepare to do things. Well, earlier in the year, I was thrilled, thrilled um, to see a fantastic display of all kinds of things, which was going on from making dumplings to all kinds of wonderful activities by our friends who are from the uh, Shanghai Alumni uh, Association, based here in Melbourne, which was happening over at Amar, and being a, a, a bit of a, a, a culture vulture myself, uh, was certainly invited to play the piano and have a very limited repertoire, it must be said, in traditional Mandarin music, but enough of a repertoire to certainly know the most popular song by Therese uh, Tseng, which is, of course, The Moon Represents My Heart. Uh, you play that, it really does. I mean, it's a very, very well-known song. Nonetheless, we're talking about a character here that we then wanted to get some kind of collaboration happening with Chinese community, which we thought would be fantastic, and to see if we could possibly uncover a story that would somehow link in exactly the same way that we did with uh, William Cooper, the events that happened in Kristallnacht with China. Well, lo and behold, members of Tongji came forward and have put together the most scintillating and uh, wonderful idea, which I hope you'll be able to come and see for those who are in Melbourne, which is going to be happening November 24, 5 and 6, watch this space, to do with the Dr. Ho Feng Shan. And in March 1938, we know all about uh, what had happened uh, about Kristallnacht. And of course, we had to have this whole business with the Nazis looking for proof of immigration or emigration in order to get out. So they would uh, escape um, the wrath and the full horror uh, of being deported to concentration camps and obviously an inevitable death that went with it. Okay, so diplomats from various countries had a right to issue visas and it became a jazz uh, for the Jews to escape the persecution of the Nazis depending on where those visas were issued. Okay, in July 
1938, the 32 Western countries that participated in the EVN conference discussed the Jewish refugees effigy. Most of them showed little willingness to accept them. And therein lies a very sore point. As you talk, you heard about the boat that um, sailed halfway around the world, uh, only to be refused entry anywhere, ended up sailing back, I think it was to Czechoslovakia, uh, where most of the uh, occupants of the boat ended up going off to concentration camps. So it is. Dr. Hofengshan from China extended his helping hands to Jews despite immense difficulties. He himself was born 1901 in Hunan, China. On the eve of World War II, he was a Chinese consul in general in Vienna. And it was his courage and wisdom, and just basic humani- humanity, really, humanitarian compassion, enabled him to save thousands of Jewish refugees and provided 18,000 Jews with asylum in Shanghai. Now, there already was an existing Jewish population in Shanghai that traded, amongst other things, in opium and all sorts. Now, it didn't last. The, um, the, I mean, there was a dispersal uh, of the Jewish community there. A lot of people went to Hong Kong, sometimes to Australia, some went to the U.S. of A. Nonetheless, uh, people still remember him today, regard him as a courageous Chinese diplomat, and call him the Chinese Schindler. Uh, Dr. Ho desired successfully implemented the route, which he helped to get Jews into China in 1937, Japan and invaded and occupied all ports of entry. Thus, the entry documents issued by Chinese diplomats would not be recognised. However, there was one and only one exception at the time, that was Shanghai. And the Japanese at this time had not blocked the port of Shanghai. Anyone who landed the entry country without showing official documentation, he took advantage and issued the Shanghai visa. This is a really magnificent story. I'm going to cut it short. Um, it is all up on the SBS website, actually. Uh, and uh, anyway, in 2001, uh, Dr. Ho was awarded by Yad Vashem Museum in Israel for the title of International Justice, a Righteous Gentile. Now, with all of this stuff, I tell you, there's some magnificent photos that they sent him from a museum back in Shanghai about the Avian Conference, about Kristallnacht itself, um, and, and, and the refugees arriving in Shanghai from Austria, uh, about various uh, survivors. Uh, there is a synagogue, apparently, uh, more of a tourist destination in Shanghai that remains to this very, very day. Um, it's all very exciting, I think. Chaim um, Nachman Bialik, Jewish poet. Yeah, there's a photo here. Uh, yes, he also was in Shanghai, April 1946. That's interesting. What, a, um, what an extraordinary poet he is. So this is a fantastic contribution. They're putting together a whole section which is going to um, you know, constitute one component part of the Night of Broken Glass. Yours truly, uh, together with traditional Chinese flute-playing uh, virtuoso Steph Chen, amongst others, will be providing a soundtrack uh, for two of these parts, which will be inserted in. But what a fantastic story, and hats off. And, my God, you look at these visas. In 1930, Shanghai was one of the few places on earth that took Jews fleeing the Nazis. Um, it's a great story. It deserves to be promoted, and that's it. We are looking for life-affirming and positive stories that have emerged out of the absolute lowest nadir and horror uh, of human existence and try 
to find stuff that really is um, worthy of um, lifting our spirits and by godness do we do that now we are going to pause for some music and what a great story it is anyway thanks to Tongji and thanks to the man himself the Chinese Schindler who goes by the name check it out check it out it's a great story check it out Dr. Feng Shan Ho we're going to pause for some music I think it's time to hear another rare and wonderful and extraordinary creation by the uber multi-talented Mr. J.B. Jordan Brown you are of course listening to this week's edition of the London Beat don't know why there's no sun up in the sky stormy weather since my girl and I together it's raining all the time life is bad Gloom and misery everywhere Stormy weather Can't get myself together I'm weary all the time When she went away The blues walked in and met me If she stays away That rocking chair gonna get me all I do is pray that Lord above will let me and walk in the sun once more. Can't go on. Everything I had is gone. Stormy weather. Since my girl and I together keeps raining all the time. When she went away, the blues walked in and met me. If she stays away, that rocking chair gon' get me. All I do is pray the Lord above will let me and walk in the sun once more. Can't go on. Everything I had is gone. Stormy weather. Since my girl and I together Keeps raining all the time And a huge warm welcome back to all of our listeners for this week's edition of The London Beat. And I think it is worth stating that to those who know me or don't know me, I'm certainly not a neurologist, and I'm certainly not a conspiracist, but uh, it's certainly hard to ignore the fact that how the world has so dramatically changed in so many ways um, since COVID first arrived on the scene and the subsequent lockdowns and uh, the culling of the vulnerable and the way it's returned. We haven't really got rid of it and all the kind of stuff that went on during the lockdown and all of the dangers that provided provoked and the changes to the whole demographic. It's interesting that when we do court and I had a, a, um, a VCAT hearing only last week. It was all done on Zoom. Is it ever going to return back? Probably not. Uh, I look at my own family, uh, certainly in London, who are as, as snug as a bug in a rug 
like and more than happy uh, to be at home bodies and they work quite happily from home increased productivity more flexible hours can be with uh, the little kids they go in and uh, do what they need to on zoom and uh, they go in one day a week and uh, is that going to change unless anyone can force it to change it seems highly yeah, unlikely certainly in london things have changed all over the world like, do you know what one of my favorite broadcasters and uh, DJs who used to do the uh, the graveyard shift on LBC could talk under wet cement it was fantastic Steve Allen I've only just he was on LBC and I've only just discovered he's come off air uh, because he called I can't remember who now someone's daughter anyway he said she was a chubby little thing uh, which didn't go down well and he offered his resignation he's no longer there huge call out amazing success to her too uh, dear friend uh, Yaman Chowdhury who is the artistic director currently of Hackney Empire doing amazing stuff Hackney Empire has just seen so much incredible stuff go through there in the past hundred years it's in the east end of London and Susan McKenna was its previous artistic director Roland Muldoon was the director artistic director before them but it's certainly a um, it is a bastion of doing stuff for the people of Hackney and I see that the Rolling Stones for the first time in 20 years have uh, released a studio album and they promoted it there at my friend Yaman's place his backyard in his gaff uh, at the Hackney Empire full marks to that uh, very disgruntled and very upset about the treatment of what's been dished out to a former hero, well, former hero, he still is a hero of mine. Imran Khan was a man with such charisma and such popularity in Pakistan, which obviously meant he was a threat to everyone, whether it be the military or corrupt politicians. Uh, so it was a fantastic all-rounder. First, certainly you think of Pakistan, Imran Khan, you think of Waki Masram and Waki Yunus, and now you think of Imran Khan uh, sitting there languishing in prison. I think there's over 100 charges ready to be thrown at the man, which just seems utterly ridiculous um, there is a whole lot of controversy going on about uh, the Japan fisheries as uh, I'm sure it couldn't possibly contaminate radioactive water being thrust into the Pacific Ocean oh no uh, still going on for me about the fact that such significant characters from Burt Bacharach just the greatest just the greatest most prodigious and prolific songwriter who lived to a ripe old age has left us Tony Bennett seemingly immortal as well has left us Harry Belafonte Barry Humphreys the great Topol, Ryushi Sakamoto, and of course, simply the best, the lady herself, of course, Tina Turner. It certainly has been, um, yes, a changing of the guard. Uh, I noticed, uh, talk about... Uh, the worst predicaments that a human being could possibly get into and certainly being trapped deep underground as a USA researcher was and he got ill in a cave in Turkey and it took a, a long time for them to uh, manage to rescue him then is there anything worse than being severely trapped underground when it comes to phobias? Yes, I put my hand up. There was a film for anyone who remembers it back in the day. It wasn't that long ago, maybe 10, 15 years ago. It was called Frozen. No, not the Disney Frozen. It was about a bunch of kids, teenagers. They were on a chairlift in a ski resort. And all of a sudden, uh, they're way up high and all the lights, one by one, in a ski resort go out. It's Friday night. They're high up, hanging perilously on this chairlift as the temperature sets in. Where the hell are they going to go? No one's going to come back until Monday morning. It was just shocking. Uh, not as shocking 
as what happened with this um, Pakistan rescue. These people on their way to school, one of the cables snapped, they're dangling a hundred metres, a hundred metres, I mean, this is ridiculous, precariously dangling. There's about six of them in there. And the way they rescued them, oh my God, it, it was incredible. What is incredible is that no one died. Um, everyone was safely either winched by a helicopter or they slid along, they, they zipped along the cable and managed to get them out. Quite extraordinary. Uh, I can't think of anything more utterly terrifying. Just terrifying. In the meanwhile, we said goodbye to my beloved saints. I Listen, I was there, one of the severe tragics who was at the Palais for the showing of the 1966 Grand Final victory and killed by Collingwood by one point when Barry Breen got that immortal kick. And Ross Smith was hosted with Ian Stewart and Barry Breen. Ah, what comfort, what joy. Anyway, uh, St Kilda, they played once in the final. They had a brief flirtation in September. It proved too much. They were out to the Greater Western Giants. Uh, I'm going to say an awful lot more about that. Uh, I will say that uh, Spurs, Spurs at the moment, not doing bad under the uh, Ange, Postacoglu, under the Australian. A little bit of the Midas touch. It seems wherever he goes. Uh, silverware seems to follow him around, but I'm quite sure the, uh, the curse of the Spurs will put an end to that. Um, just wanted to look at this um, thing at the moment. Um, we'll come back in the next section. Talk about the top 10 West End musicals. Uh, plenty of work is afoot by numerous politicians now, putting a huge amount of pressure on to try and finally, after years and years, to try and get Julian Assange back out of prison, out of Belmarsh, and get him back into Australia. Will this story ever go away? I call out to Itzhak Pullman, 78 years old. What a genius, what a genius, what a genius. Um, and... We had a great experience and a pleasure of working with um, Indonesian uh, performer and religious Muslim and lovely girl, great singer with a massive following, Vali Vabiolis, a year. And I noticed that on America's Got Talent, the dawn of a new star from Indonesia, a religious Muslim, and she's blind, Putri Ariana. Putri Ariana is her name. Check her out online. Putri Ariana, I kid you not, a just sensational, and I mean sensational vocalist. We're going to pause for some music. You are, of course, listening to this week's edition of The London Beat.
And a huge warm welcome back to all of our listeners for this week's edition of The London Beat. Warren Wills here, uh, presenting the show JB Jordan Brown, the man in Gillingham, Kent. The extraordinary talented presenter and composer of the first two numbers that you heard on the show tonight uh, is producing the show. Call out to um, many, many friends of the show. And uh, we'll be getting this from London in a couple of weeks and looking forward to it. Now, for those who... Um, I suppose have just come back. Let's face it, uh, certainly from an Australian viewpoint, people went over there for the Ashes, they went over there for the Edinburgh Festival, uh, they went over for various activities. Cricket season seems to be going on and on. But the main reason that tourists find themselves, of course, in the West End is because of West End Theatre. And here we go. Let's go through what the top shows are, and you know them all. The Lion King is still the highest grossing entertainment, not just musical, entertainment in history. Disney's uh, amazing uh, musical, uh, a lot of the music written by the ubiquitous uh, Elton John. Number two, I don't know if you've all checked it out yet, it's certainly doing a prolonged run here in Melbourne, of course, is Hamilton. The real-life story of Alexander Hamilton, one of America's foremost founding fathers and the first Secretary of the Treasury. Born on a Caribbean island, Hamilton grew up penniless orphan with nothing to his name and with all the odds stacked against him, he became one of the main guys that penned out. Uh, all the business about the Constitution and the amendments to the Constitution, all the rest of it. The third thing, oh, it's hard to believe it's still there, uh, Victor Hugo's Incredible, extraordinary, gripping tale of the French Revolution. Viva la Revolution! It's called Les Miserables. Uh, it's still running on. It's um, it's amazing. Uh, I've seen the film. I've seen the music many, many times. What's not to like about it? Number four, I haven't seen. And it seems rather apt that the number four uh, highest grossing show in London is Tina, Simply Unstoppable. Uh, well, it, I say it's after she certainly left the building. Director Phil Deloitte, uh, who also had a very helping and instrumental hand with Mamma Mia by ABBA. Uh, Tina Turner, what a woman. And uh, it is a shame that so much of uh, the story is talked about, you know, domestic abuse, where the whole business with like and Tina Turner. But let's face it, she, had, she littered herself in reinvention with hit after hit after hit, so good for her. Number four is Moulin Rouge, uh, which is, I think, very clever, the way all the music is put together in that. Number five is Ubiquitous, we just mentioned, of course, is Mamma Mia, the novella theatre. Number six is the Phantom of the Opera, Andrew Lloyd Webber. And, you know, the man who had the Midas touch, I mean, you know, we, it is the changing of the guard. I'm not sure about the continuity of music theatre. As people want immersive theatre, they want theatre reimagined, young people, want things that's slightly more challenging and other ways of doing it, but Lloyd Webber certainly had his day and, uh, you know, strutted the world as a colossus of music theatre, as the main man, for 30 or 40 years. Phantom of the Opera is still there. It's the uh, sixth highest grossing. Show number seven, Wicked. I can't understand what would prompt anybody to think, oh, I'm going to write a musical. What we really need, what the whole repertoire of musicals is crying out for, is a prequel to The Wizard of Oz. Really? I'm not quite sure how that came about. Is it really that good? I'm not sure. Next is Jersey Boys. We've all seen it over in Australia. We've seen it over in the West End. It's a great story. Um, then we have Matilda the Musical. That's a surprise. Uh, and that's it. Those are the top ten shows at the moment um, in London. And we'll see what we can see when we are over there shortly in the next couple of weeks. November 22nd, Robbie Williams uh, heads himself back to these affair shores. And friend of the show, Sarah J. Skeet who's been singing with Robbie for the last 
10, 15 years, she will be here also. I've got to tell you, in terms of uh, things that uh, have gone out of fashion, I got myself back into a, a bent of looking at the fantastic Victor Borger and his comedy stuff. He's, he's, first of all, his musicality is amazing. His timing is amazing. His sense of humour is gentle, but it's delicious. It's so funny. Um, Victor Borger, people who are young will have never heard of him. Go and check it out. Considering English wasn't his first language, what a revelation. Congratulations to him. Uh, Oscar contenders, it's not really time for Oscar contenders, is it? Well, Maestro, Brad Cooper, everyone looking forward to seeing that. Napoleon, Joaquin Phoenix, everyone looking forward to seeing that. Of course, um, Oppenheimer and Barbie have stolen a march, and certainly are the thunderous two at the moment. Annette Benning and Jodie Foster are major Oscar contenders for Nyad, the two Hollywood legends at their irresistible best in this stirring, familiar, potentially controversial biopic. Uh, indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, freedom of speech I mentioned before. I mentioned before about uh, Imran Khan. They've certainly shut him up. The Valmy, they've shut him up. Aung Tsung Sushi in uh, Myanmar, as it's now called, they've certainly shut her up. Uh, Julian Assange, they've certainly shut him up. Uh, Salman Rushdie, did anyone see how sad when he made his um, very passionate plea for um, not burning books and not trying to uh, reinvent or change or edit so people don't like it, don't read it, but he supported freedom of speech. Oh my God. Um, he, he, he really, um, it's amazing he's alive. He didn't see it coming. We, it's easy to forget. There was a fact war against him for years and years and uh, it finally, you know, he's lucky to be alive. There was an attack on his life. Um, he almost lost an arm. He almost lost an eye. Um, anyway, he did the most impassioned speech, put someone rushed on it. If you want to see a speech, it is... Uh, Quite uh, thought-provoking. It is quite stirring. Um, schools went back in the UK. Ah, schools went back. To, what does this mean? We're going to have a further outbreak of COVID? I don't know if it's meant to be exciting or what. I don't know. Um, but I'll tell you what we are going to do. In the uh, meanwhile, we're going to have another very short break for some music. It's really exciting and wonderful. As he marches on, and Shana Tuva, Happy New Year to everybody. The great Colin Dre. Um, covered by everyone, Perry Coma, everyone, Dudu Fisher, you've heard on the show last week, uh, will be here doing Colony Drake, Turak Shul, etc. But Yom Kippur, the holiest of the Day of Atonement all over the world, people of course remember the 1973 Yom Kippur War, the invasion of Anwar Sadat's Egypt. Uh, but yes, we are going to pause for some music. You are, of course, listening to this week's edition of The London Beat.
Sadly, dear listeners, all good things must come to an end in this week's edition of The London Beat is, of course, no exception in these turbulent, tempestuous and rather tumultuous times. Um, 
wherever you look, and perhaps we shouldn't look too closely, perhaps we should, uh, there are issues. You go through continents by continents, to civil war, to exploitation, to poverty, to the planet teetering on the edge, to full-on war, to natural disaster. Oh, I mean, even in, uh, here in Australia, I'm not going to start to get into it, but something like this referendum uh, that can't... As far as I can see, all it has done is create division. Um, I can't see a lot of positivity, but certainly set brother against sister and neighbour against neighbour, which is rather sad. In the work that I'm doing over here, I've tried to see it clear. Uh, a politics is simply be as inclusive as possible to bring people together, but you cannot help but notice so many strange, weird, wonderful, um, extraordinary things are going on at the moment. Whether it be a woman who serves up mushroom in a beef wellington and the family drop dead, to whether even politics then becomes a uh, succession of authoritarian leaders and strongmen, or perhaps even a cult, uh, is a way that could best be described with certain other things. We're heading for 2024. No one can say anything with certainty, as the uh, the good folk of, um, of certainly Marrakesh in Morocco certainly discovered, as they did in Turkey, as they do in Greece, as they did in Libya, and so it goes on. It was the year that we talked openly about UFOs, and it didn't seem to raise any any interest. You would think they're talking about, you know, if you like, normalising the idea of the existence of uh, other life forms. You'd think it would be something quite staggering and astonishing. Wow, that, you know, that would really make uh, an impact. There's just such a mountain of stuff. They're talking again, uh, one of the guys who was in the security detail, 1963 JFK, um, in his assassination. Now talking about the fact it couldn't have been this great theory of the uh, the one bullet, the miraculous bullet, it had to be some other uh, thing that it could cause the assassination. I mean, it's just one thing after another. We still haven't finished with COVID, quite clearly. Um, and to me, as, as people listen to this, and I, one of the most incredible things is the fact that human beings have created a telescope that can then go a million miles, a million, a mil- one million miles from Earth. It can then take photographs of things that happened billions of years ago. It operates one degree above absolute zero, uh, minus whatever that is, 240 on the Kelvin scale, uh, where molecules stop moving. It will probably operate forever. I mean, how extraordinary, how extraordinary. Uh, that goes on at the same time as we find there's a writer's strike, there's an actor's strike. Um, things are going crazy. We've had the last time of the proms, we've had the Invictus Games, and Harry turned up, and of course there's the inevitable falling out between him and me again, Markle, as she's uh, lovingly known. Apparently there's been a suppression of information about Prince Andrew, speaking of the royal family, and his involvement with Jeffrey Epstein, till 2074. Is that true? 2074. It's been suppressed. King Charles made that decision. Commonwealth Games, they've been cancelled. That doesn't seem to bother anyone. Um, just the most extraordinary team that things seem to come and go. And uh doesn't seem to particularly bother anyone. Um, you know, people go on about um, conspiracy theories. I, I know. We live in that time of misinformation, misinformation, disinformation, what wife can do, what it can't do. And I read with some, uh, I don't know, Resignation, is that the correct word? UK scientists find a link between proteins related to blood clots and long COVID. This is from Oxford University. This was a survey done with 1,800 people. Um, I don't know what you make of it. Maybe it is true. Maybe it's not. I don't know. All I can tell you is, as I say, I'm not a neurologist and I'm not a conspiracist, but certainly since the advent 
of COVID in the world and the subsequent lockdowns, the world has never, ever been the same. It has been a great pleasure having your company. I am getting very excited uh, about the fact that we are going to uh, head our way safely but surely uh, across to Astana and Kazakhstan and on to London. A bit of a whirlwind trip. I noticed that a show that I was uh, very heavily involved with, Billy Holiday. What a great story, Lady Day at Emerson Bar and Grill, written by Lady Robertson. He's making its way to the Melbourne Theatre Company. It's going to be happening in November. Have a fantastic week of great Yom Kippur. We'll see you at the same time next Sunday. This is Warren Wills for 88FM JL London Beat. Wishing you a very fond farewell. Ciao for now. רגיל, הטקסט פשוט הוא לא מפיל ואין פה הוק, תקשיבי לדפוק, תקשיבי לדביל. רק לא משם מדי עזה מדי ושם זה דתי מדי שאני ותתפשטי, אני אומרת כל זה בשבילי זה אוף, אין לי אוויר. איך לא בא לי לרדוף אחרי הכפיים, לרדוף מילים קשות, בסוף זה רק לשם שמיים, רק בשמיים הקשות, ובא לי לדבר עם מישהו אמיתי, עם מישהו
שוב אני חוטא במחשבות האם פה טוב או רע לי שוב אני שואל מי משוגע ומי נורמלי מה בכלל אני רוצה להיות J.R. 88FM.jr.com.au.jr.com.au.jr.com.au.jr.com.au.jr.com.au.jr.com.au.jr.com.au.jr.com.au.jr.com.au.jr.com.au.jr.com.au.jr.com.au.jr.com.au.jr.com.